There's been an awakening. Have you felt it? Light it up. Welcome to Unmistakably Star Wars, your source for a high-quality, informative, and entertaining look into the Star Wars galaxy. So strap yourself in, because here's where the fun begins. Well, Jeremy, speaking of uh, an awakening, I, it looks like, um, according to my clock, it's uh, as we're recording this, it's actually Halloween 2020. And um, we, we've been we've been actually frozen in carbonite for a while, which is why, of course, we haven't been on the air. So, um, hey, welcome back, big deal. I, it is good to be back. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm a little blind, but other than that, you know, coming out of carbon freezing, <laughs> things are good. Eyesight will return shortly. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, and, and so, you know, what's funny, for those of you that have been part of the USW family for a while, um, and actually, if you haven't been part of the USW family for a while, first, welcome. But you you probably have heard this rumor going around for quite some time that 2020 has been a shit show of a year for um, the entire globe. And, and so, uh, Jeremy, I was looking at our, our last recording when yes. I, I so famously said, hey, we've been away for a while, but we're back. And that, Jeremy... That was yeah. in July. That was <laughs> <laughs> oh, 2020. 2020. Damn you. <laughs> I know. Oh, so so listen, friends, friends of the force. Um we, we've been away. We have missed you. We've thought about you guys this entire time and quite honestly, there has just been too much going on. And for those of you like our, like our good friend Kyle with Tumbling Samer, of course, Brandon with Clashing Sabers and so many of our of our friends in the podcasting community including our Sky talkers, gals, listen, so kudos to you guys for just absolutely being consistent and continuing to deliver awesome content during yes. this time yes. and no excuses from us, but, uh, here's what it did bring up, Jeremy, um, <laughs> earlier, <laughs> earlier this month, in fact, uh, October 15th, uh, of 2020 would have been uh, officially, officially our, our five year anniversary wow. of being on the air. <laughs> and so I listen with everything else, um, including, um, the pandemic and the election, the Dodgers winning the world series. I'm just going to throw up an asterisk on our five-year anniversary and say like, we, we made it even we though there's an asterisk and we took some time off. I mean, who's yeah. counting amongst friends? That's right. That's right. <laughs> it's crazy to think five years. And I just thinking of that very first episode in my classroom, yeah. uh, where we, <laughs> Where we we had one of the guys that was on the show, uh, Alejandro, was like sitting on the couch with pillows around his face so he could have like so he could have like Decent good sound. acoustics. <laughs> oh my gosh, what a what a nightmare! And oh I, I, I really goodness. do think there were seventeen people that listened to that episode, and probably yeah, seven yeah. were me just re-listening. So yeah, and it was all students we offered extra credit to. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Oh my God! Oh, what so a journey. I, well, I want to ask though, because honestly, like looking back, I mean, we we have. <laughs> so first off, I, I will say with with uh, unadulterated transparency that uh, I never would have thought when you first hit record five years ago that we would be sitting here five years later, 
and um and, and and hitting record still talking about Star Wars. And and so for you, not just like as a USW podcaster, but also just a Star Wars fan in general, what are some things that as you look back over the last five years of Star Wars, of USW, what what are some things that kind of really stand out as some of the highlights for you personally? Yeah, you know, I think one is just having the opportunity uh, just to talk to these these creators, mm. um, whether it's other podcasters, yeah, but but also just the authors. I think our first kind mm. of big interview probably was Adam Bray. It was, um, and, it, and, and, and can I just break in and say? It's yeah. never as good as the first time. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> you know, and like, so with Adam coming on, that got yeah. the ball rolling and we were able to interview other people and, and just um, those those conversations were wonderful. And then like, you know, interacting with them, it, it's mm. different celebrations and just yeah. so just different creators, but also just like all the people that came on USW just over yeah. the years. I mean, we're probably over 10 people have been featured regularly mm. as podcasters on the show in yeah. some capacity. Yeah. And, and that's that's amazing. Um, but then just the journey with Star Wars, whether mm. it's what was going on with the sequ- sequel trilogy, uh, the standalone films, or what Filoni was doing with animation, um, there's some really great Star Wars moments to be added to all the others, even in the midst of all the controversy and all the arguments and mm. all the pissed-off people. <laughs> <laughs> there was some good stuff going on, and, yeah. and, and and those are just some fun things. Just yeah. the speculations, the trailer breakdowns, the you know the books coming out. Yeah. It's just there's a lot of fond memories, and I'm sure our listeners, as they're kind of thinking back over when the whole Disney stuff started, I, I'm sure that there were some just highlight moments of just like the this next new thing that's coming out, and how much fun that was. So I, I'm I'm just. I, I love just thinking about those those exciting moments. Yeah, I think that, you know, you're right. I mean, if, if we were to kind of break this into two separate categories, I mean, from a fandom standpoint and everything that Star Wars has delivered on, and whether it's been the epicenter of fandom ire, or mm-hmm. whether it's been things that we have collectively cheered for, like, wow, like who would have thunk in in whatever, 2005, that we would even be having all these other Star Wars movies added to the collection and the books and the animated series and yeah. now the streaming series. And so it's, it's been an incredible five years. Uh, even like you said, despite some of the, the raging dumpster fires within fandom. <laughs> and I think that I'll just echo what you said. I mean, first and foremost, yes, we've been so, so fortunate to have so many folks willing to come on the show, not only like our, our USW team, because, and to this day, I, I will say hands down, we, collectively as unmistakably star wars have 100% been the most diverse team talking about star wars mm-hmm. within a podcast i mean yeah. between ages and genders and ethnicities and religious beliefs i mean it, no one came close to us mm-hmm. and that's largely because we had so many people offer their voices to this and so that's something that i'm personally proud to be part of and very very humble to be a part of that we were absolutely able to um, allow a platform for so many different voices and stuff. Yeah. And I think the other thing, and you touched on this as well, Jeremy, but it, it's those relationships that were formed sometimes through social media, sometimes through emails, sometimes mm-hmm. getting to meet people face to face. And uh, it's just, I, I think of all of our folks that my goodness, the, 
those folks that listened to some of those first few episodes and stood by us. Um, kudos to you for absolutely um, just thinking like, I don't know what it is, but I'm going to stick with it. Maybe just one more episode to see if they improve. And, and <laughs> thank you for your grace because right. um, my goodness, I, I, I dare not even mention a single name, Jeremy, because there are so many people so that many. have been yeah. part of um, USW's uh, longevity, and I'm so thankful for them, and especially the ones that we have had the choice or chance, rather, to to meet in person or talk on the phone or via Skype and stuff. And um, obviously, some of those um, dear, dear people to our hearts were also our patrons. And my goodness, I mean, there's no greater compliment that any creator could um, receive than someone saying, "I believe in you guys." enough to actually like back you financially. So yeah, thank you for, yeah. for that. Absolutely. Listen, um, not to, not to pat ourselves on the back too much. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll take this asterisk victory of, of five years of USW. But, uh, I don't know if you're aware or not, Jeremy, there was this, uh, this little streaming show that dropped an episode within uh, the last 36 hours or so. I don't, I don't know if you've heard of this thing. It's called, the Baby Yoda Show? Have you heard of this? I don't... <laughs> oh, yeah. There was something that came out yesterday. <laughs> yeah. All right. So um, I'll tell you what. We're going to jump in and, and just kind of as, as our anniversary our anniversary special continues, um, we're going to jump into I love that it's not even season two, episode one. It's chapter nine. They're just continuing. Yes. I love the brilliance of that. And yep. we're going to hop into that with our Closer Look topic right after this. This is Bonnie Peace. This is Jeffrey Brown. Hi, this is Eric Walker. This is Jason Fryer. Hi, this is Delilah S. Dawson. And you are listening to Unmistakably. 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 Unmistakably Star Wars, the podcast. This bickering is pointless. Why are you asking this of me? I am here because you are here all our resources to unravel this mystery. You must learn what you have learned. What did you say? Same thing I always do, talk my way out of it. I grow tired of asking this, so it'll be the last time. How simple you make it. Life and dark as if there is one without the other. So who talks first? You talk first? I talk first? And Jeremy, it's true. I am here because you are here. Um, <laughs> all right, so let, let's let's jump into the Mandalorian chapter nine. Um, yeah. g- just give me your give me your your first initial takeaways. We we waited a year for this, Jeremy. You know, give or take a couple weeks, but we we waited a year for this. And Disney Plus, those rotten bastards, only give us one episode <laughs> a week, unlike yes. other streaming platforms. So. How was the anticipation? Did it meet your expectations? What What are your general thoughts on Chapter Nine? I, you know, I, if I, I didn't think I could be. It's easy to gush about it. I guess that's what I want to say. It's easy to to just have overflowing affection for mm. Chapter Nine, and uh, I think it's called the Marshall. Mm. And uh, I think everything from the little nods to the lore uh, to the super nerds that know. <laughs> Everything yeah, about yeah. everything to just the story itself, um, the action. It mm. felt to me like I was watching something my friends and I did on the playground when we Whoa. were kids with action figures. Whoa. You know, it just had, it just felt 
I, I just felt the love for Star Wars as I watched wow. it, and yet a lot of times that will sink something, right? And make it in, it makes it inaccessible. Mm. I found it very accessible. I watched it with my family. Uh, my my son is the only exception. My my girls are not that big Star Wars fans. They know the general storyline, general characters, but they don't. Yeah. They're all on board with because of Baby Yoda, and they <laughs> they love they love the episode. My wife wow. doesn't know you know all the details. Yeah. And yet she enjoyed it too. So I think it's really hitting home runs with with different viewers um, in different ways. But but it was just an exciting episode. Uh, so cool to see a crate dragon for mm. reals. Mm. Uh, <laughs> for reals. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I really love that. I, I loved. Uh, there's so much to say, but but I really kudos to to Favreau and mm. Filoni for connecting to the books. For really the, that's always been sort of an argument of the films seem to forget what's going on in the novels, and there was this sort of big promise mm. when Disney took over that the books are going to connect to the movies and animation, and it's all going to be connected, and we're going to be so excited how it connect, and it never was. It right, was right, like, right. It's like why the why the hell am I reading this? You know, it's not connected. And I, I really felt with the Mandalorian, I was like, ah, yes. Um, so. You know, Cobb Vanth shows up, who was uh, in the aftermath uh, novels. Um, this is a guy that found Boba Fett's armor, mm-hmm. uh, and here he is as a marshal, um, you know, on Tatooine. And uh, of course, we we see the good old Boba at the end. Um, but but uh, you know, I I just I really love those connective pieces the mandalorian's even more epic because of this episode than ever and it was just um deeply satisfying deeply satisfying what'd you think about storyline stuff like that i mean do you like what you're what's coming along with the mandalorian so i mean i have to go back to your original comment i mean is is there a higher platitude for anything star wars than to say that it made you feel like you were a kid on the playground again i mean i think that that's that's the epitome of a quality star wars compliment yeah. Um, so, yeah. so here are some of my takeaways. Um, sure. and in full disclosure, I, I haven't seen the episode yet. I, I'm one of those people that I'll wait till after the season's done. I'll sit down on the weekend and I will watch it start to finish. You know, that, that right there is so amazing to me <laughs> that you're going to wait. <laughs> Self-control. That's yeah. very Jedi, Jedi. Yeah. Trait, man. Thank you. Thank you. I've <laughs> been practicing moving rocks in the backyard. Um, <laughs> So here's the thing. I, I've obviously I've read some some articles and stuff, so I know yeah. what the episode is about. Yeah, which I know some of you are saying like, "Well, why wait on watching it?" But anyway, yeah. uh, I'm a problem person. Um, <laughs> so so here's what I'm I'm gathering from, and I and I have seen the trailer and stuff, and it seems to me that you know one of the great things of Star Wars is it really pulled from so many different genres of mm-hmm. of film. And it seems like with this chapter nine episode, boy, oh boy, did we really turn up the feelings of spaghetti Westerns to like 11. And I just think that that, that is one of the parts of star Wars that has always personally been so alluring to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, Part of, part of that is uh, (laughs) that, you know, as a kid, as a kid in the playground, um, my, my, one of my closest friends drew would always first claim to be Luke Skywalker. So like inevitably my default was Han Solo. So those Western themes obviously really speak to me. I I love the fact that you touch on this, Jeremy, that that there is something for everyone, not just with this episode, but within this series and that it is not something that you have to be 
the hardcore Star Wars fan to pick up on all those Easter eggs and background characters and who's yeah. lurking in the shadows and all that. But it's something that um, young and old can watch, whether they consider themselves a quote unquote real fan from the 1970s or someone that is maybe just happened to stumble across it because they subscribe to Disney plus for some other show entirely <laughs> as yeah. if yeah. someone would do that. But anyway, um, <laughs> so I, I love where we're heading. I, I mentioned before jumping into this closer look, I love the fact that they are, they're, they're staking their claim that this isn't season two. This is just a continuation of what they have already brought us. And for me, as small of a detail as that is, I think that that's, that's subtly quite brilliant. And I absolutely love that. Yeah, you know, and it's, <laughs> you know, with the with the Mandalorian, it, I, I immediately, when the episode, you know, when we finished last night, yeah. we, you know, where kids went off and did other things, and I was sitting there, and I'm like, that was fun, and I was, mm. I was just kind of processing it through, and then my phone went, bzz, text message. <laughs> I looked down, it was my friend from high school, and I, I was like, I looked at it, he goes, you've seen the Mandalorian yet? I was like, yes. And then as I was typing yes, bzz, another friend from college <laughs> Have you seen the Mandalorian yet? And I just started it, it. What I love about Star Wars and mm. what it can do is, yes, it can t- tap into that nostalgia. Mm. It can tap into the feelings you had on the playground as a kid. And yet at the same time, it can still be compelling enough mm. to where you're not just like living in the past, but you're, you know, you're thinking about what's coming. And, and, you know, every single one of my friends, that texted me. Um, there was about four different text messages last night. They all it was all about was that Boba Fett? Mm. Isn't that Boba Fett, Jeremy? Because they they know what I do. They know right, what I'm right, into. Right. And and, and they're like, isn't that Boba Fett? Boba Fett. Boba, you know. And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. And one of the conversations that sprung up with with my my one of my best buddies from high school. His name's Daniel, and, and he asked, um, you know, I wonder if uh, his first thought was it's going to be cool to see Boba Fett and the Mandalorian team up. Mm, and I was like, I was like, hold on. I'm like, what do you mean they're going to work together? And I actually have a very, very different view. I think he's going to be the big bad. Um, and so we back and forth text messages um, last night about what, what kind of role will Boba Fett play? And, and Devin, I know you haven't seen the episode, but but it is out there. Boba Fett is back. Yeah. Um, and I'm curious, as a just thinking as a storyteller, mm. what kind of route would you go with Boba Fett? Like, what would you want to see him be and do in this series? Ooh, that's a really good question. Uh, before I forget and get into that, though, I do want to yeah. say, you know, one of the reasons we have this return of Boba Fett is, and you mentioned uh, at the top of this segment jeremy the the crate dragon and um for all of our friends out there and supporters um PETA lovers knowing that um that the the, the pit of carcoon the, the the it's it's dead it was killed um <laughs> so we we mourn that we take a moment to mourn that loss yes, yes. um i never understood jeremy to be honest with you the terror of being devoured over a thousand years because i guess mm. unless you're like yoda you're not going to lie. Anyway. Um, yeah. Yeah. So back to your question, back to your question. <laughs> I have mixed feelings about the return of Boba Fett. Oh, uh, I, I, this will I, be fun. I do. Well, okay. So several reasons for this. Um, are, is Boba Fett going to be retconned? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think most of us can probably agree of, uh, of the few things that Star Wars fans might be able to agree on. It's like Boba Fett kind of went out like a, hmm, in, yeah. 
in Return of the Jedi. So um, do we need Boba Fett back is, is my first question. Mm-hmm. Apparently Filoni says yes, so I'll, yeah. I'll fall in line. You know, I'll be a shill. I'll, yes, yes, Dave Filoni. Um, <laughs> so to your question, I, I think that we are probably, hopefully, going to get a Boba Fett where we get to, to see a little bit more of the Boba Fett of lore that is into things like disintegration and things like that. Mm-hmm. I don't see, I don't see him teaming up with the Mandalorian. I, yeah. I, I think that it's a natural foe. And even from, from the articles I've read, from the articles I've read and the angles that things are shot at, like he, he's seeing his armor kind of jostled about between these two other characters. And, mm-hmm. and I'm guessing because of the way he went out, he's, he's still a bounty hunter at heart. Yeah. And like he, probably think like oh it's gonna probably be mandalorian versus boba fett trying to protect the child and whatever the yeah. the, the the child's end game is in this whole thing so no i yeah. see boba fett as being an absolute baddie i think he is i don't know is gonna be a bigger baddie than uh moff gideon or is he gonna mm-hmm. be kind of the equivalent just coming from a different angle i don't know we'll see but yeah. um i i'm excited where this is going for for someone that that wasn't sold on boba fett coming back I'm all in. Why not? They're telling the story. I'm not. And, and Jeremy, if I can just add this, <laughs> if, if we can bring Maul back, if we can bring Fett back, <laughs> you know where I'm going, Jeremy. Give me the streaming platform that brings Phasma back, Jeremy. Give it to me now. Give me yeah. Gwen or give me death. <laughs> yeah, she'll be in her own show in, <laughs> in about a year. So, yeah, you know, it, it is interesting, like, just the Boba Fett character. Um, other than like the Clone Wars, we've never really seen any development mm. of the character um, on screen. On screen, and so I am. I'm really interested in in him. Yeah. Um, and in knowing more about him and what makes him tick. Yeah. I I, I do wonder though if you just you use Boba Fett sparingly. And, mm. and, I, and I also wonder, it just seems natural that Moff Gideon would hire Boba Fett to get the child. Interesting. I, it just seems like, oh, well, he's a bounty hunter. Moff Gideon needs this. You know, what does Boba Fett do? Uh, he gets really difficult. He captures very difficult targets, you yeah. know? And uh, we saw that with Han Solo, obviously. It just makes some interesting sense. But he also, you have the layer of, he wants his armor back. Mm-hmm. Who has his armor? Right, right, the Mandalorian. Right, right. Like, so, you know, he wants to get get that armor. Uh, so there's a personal kind of side to it. Um, yeah, I, I'm really curious to see how much Boba Fett will be used if we will see him even any more this season. Mm. Or, you know, I, I would imagine we will. Uh, but I, I'm really curious. So that that was one really interesting thing to me. Um, the other was just the, the design of, of the crate dragon really jumped out at me. And for those listening, um, I, I, I would be curious, I wish I could have a bigger conversation with our listeners and just say, did you notice, you know, the change in change in aspect ratio? Um, and so Devin, during the sequence with the crate dragon at the end, um, Filoni literally changed aspect ratio and it looked to me, of course, I, I'm not, I need to look into this a little bit more. It looked to me like he went to like kind of your standard like letterbox, you know, uh, you know, aspect ratio, and he went IMAX. It, it wow. like it, it changed when the when the crate dragon came out and the fight started. Wow! And so 
to see Dave Filoni kind of grow as a filmmaker mm. and just say, oh, I'm going to use this tool now and this tool and mm. this tool. I really appreciated that. I got very excited to see how he's growing. And that's what we wanted The Mandalorian to be for Dave Filoni because I think f- the fans in general are like, yes, he's our guy. Yeah. He's the, you know, Padawan to George Lucas. Mm. You know, he's coming into his own now. Yeah. Um, let's use the Mandalorian as, as a, a place for him to get his training mm. um, and to grow in his skills. And I, I really felt on a, on a filmmaking level, he has grown a great deal from, like, first season to now. Um, and so I, that was really exciting. I found the battle to be thrilling, and mm. I, I specifically loved that the Tusken Raiders partnered with you know these mainly humans uh, in in this in this town, and together they fought the Kray Dragon. I love to see more about the Tusken Raiders, and that, that was a really really interesting to me. Have have Tusken Raiders ever been kind of on your radar, Devin? Are they interesting to you at all, or or, or not? Jeremy, I don't know if you're aware of this, but the Tuscan Raiders are part of our logo. <laughs> so I, I'm guessing you you like it a little bit. <laughs> uh, well, so here's the deal, right? Like I I do dig it, and when we have an opportunity to see these characters um, become more a part of the living world of Star Wars, and they may yeah. step from the background into more of a spotlight situation, I love that because that expands the lore of that particular character, or in this case, the group of characters. And, you know, isn't it interesting that for most cases, we look at episode four, we certainly look when Anakin goes and wrecks shop in the, the Tuscan Raider village. Like we, we have this concept of, they are um, very crude. They're very primitive, right? And there's nothing good that comes out of them. And man, I remember back and this kind of goes to our opening segment, but I remember we had the fabulous Dr. Amy Sturgis come on, um, I don't know, two years ago, maybe three years yeah. ago. And she yeah. is just phenomenal. And, you know, she is a university professor who uses Star Wars within her class and classroom. And she actually talks, um, she specializes in indigenous folks. And so I distinctly mm-hmm. remember talking to her about this. And I think that, you know, this is in many ways an opportunity to, I know some people are going to write this off and maybe I'm thinking too much of it, but I, but I think that as we see a different side of the Tuscan Raiders, that can also be viewed as commentary on our culture. And I mm. think that that is kind of cool, to be honest with you. It really is. And, and just to kind of like start digging around in that sandbox for a minute, no pun intended, ah. um, is, is, you know, we've always viewed them as the villains, mm. evil monsters. Yeah. And in here, we really, I, I think in episode two, there was a moment, you know, when Anakin went on his like little murder spree where we saw <laughs> the children and, right, right. you know, like, so there was a glimpse back in the prequels that, no, 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 there's more to them than mm. just like, just evil. Right. right and, right. and, and I think this like really expanded on what George was getting at in episode mm. two. Yeah. Um, these are living creatures that deserve respect, right? Yeah. And and uh, that's how a Jedi should respond to them. And, and to see the Mandalorian, there, there's a I, I don't know if the, like your casual, the casual viewer remembered this, but in the first season on the Tatooine episode, um, it is established that the Mandalorian knows how to talk to them because there's a big sign right. language kind of moment. So we know right. that 
he has been there. And of course, he has this line in this episode from last night, this first uh, for chapter nine. He he says, you know, I've spent a good deal of time on Tatooine. So mm-hmm. there is this familiarity with the culture, yeah. with the people. And I just love that about the Mandalorian is that there's this connectivity with mm. uh, a group of, you know, aliens that for from the point of view of uh, even our heroes, right. um, uh, like Luke, like he looked so down on the Tusken Raiders and that like here we have the Mandalorian looking at them in a very different light. And I agree with you, Devin. I think there is this reflection on culture yeah. um, that we're seeing come out in the Mandalorian. And again, that goes back to why... I think Star Wars is special, is something worth considering, is something worth not only just have fun with, but there is this kind of reflective aspect um, as we tell these myths yeah. uh, on our own culture and what we're thinking about and what we value. And I, I really uh, appreciated that. In your readings, though, like as you were kind of like reading some synopsises and um, kind of looking at the episode, was there anything else that kind of like jumped out at you that either made you feel uh-oh or excited or... Is there anything you're looking forward to with the season? Well, you know what surprised me the most is the the breakdowns that I've read thus far have yeah. largely been focused on Boba Fett's armor, the mm-hmm. turn of, of Boba Fett the character. Yeah. And and quite frankly, what I found kind of refreshing about that is there was very little commentary about the child. Because all yeah. we've all we've yeah. seen is just, you know, the child cereal and the child's yes. PJs and all this. And so <laughs> like there was part of me that's like, okay, so we're not going to talking about you talking. Yeah. Let me try that again. You talked about not using Boba Fett too much, but I think mm-hmm. like the same is true with like the child. Like, yeah. Yes. The little fella, assuming he's a fella is, is adorbs. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I'm glad that like, we're not, when I say that we're not basing the series on this character, I, what, what I'm trying to express is that we're not just sticking a cute little character into it and trying to come up with dialogue around the character's cuteness, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and so I, I think that that's one of the surprises I've had. Um, but I, I do want to ask you this, because this goes back to the whole Boba Fett appearance. And, you know, we've mm-hmm. talked ad nauseum, both on air and off air the last several years. And one of the things that you know, we've gone back and forth on is to what extent do we want to still be tethered to characters from the original trilogy? Mm-hmm. What, what, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, as cool as this potentially could yeah. be, are we, are we still kind of just uh, mashing the nostalgia button too much? Do we, do we not want to cut loose of that and go off into other areas? Yeah, it is. I think is an important question. Uh, I, I, it also kind of plays into like, well, how much is he going to be used, mm-hmm. right? Um, and it also connects with what you just said about the child. I mean, even mm-hmm. like even in from season one to season two, are we going to mash that nostalgia button and just so show cute child, mm. cute child, the little baby Yoda, you know? Right. And I think there is this, there's this like, um, like assuredness in. Mm. Uh, um, confidence even with these storytellers with Favreau, yeah. Filoni, yeah. the directors that are will be working on this project, um, that they have a, a story they're telling. Mm. And if if there happens to be some past character that's connected that helps serve the story of the Mandalorian and the child, they'll do that. Mm. And um I, I think there's also a lot to be said that there was an awareness on the part of probably Filoni yeah. of Cobb Vanth and what, where his appearance was in the, you know, in the aftermath books. Right. And, right. and so 
Um, I liked that. I, I, I think time is going to tell us. Are we going to be just? Is this just a big mash the button, mash, mash the nostalgia button kind of series? I right. don't think it will. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think it's telling a story about some new characters, and that's refreshing. And I don't mind the appearance of Boba Fett. It makes mm. a lot of sense. Um, and uh, it could be a, a, a great um, his story. As much as people love Boba Fett, his story hasn't really been told, mm. and yet he's gained a lot of attention. So I'm okay, specifically with Boba Fett, because I feel like his his story isn't done. Yeah, and even when he fell into the Sarlacc, mo- I mean, there were comics by Marvel, like <laughs> right. not that far out. I mean, they were like, nope, he didn't die, you right. know. And right. there's right. always there been stuff that he made it and and we've i think collectively fandoms like he did not die in yeah. there you know yeah. it's boba freaking fat you know <laughs> and it's like he ain't gonna die like that and so i i really feel like his story is not done and i'm mm. totally cool with that and and so there's that going on i feel the same way if ahsoka does show up mm. in the series like you know her story is still ongoing too yeah yeah. And so I'm I'm okay with that. Where where you kind of have you run into some problems is if if Luke is in it or or Han or right. you know Leia or some of the the big names the Rushmore faces, you know, of Star Wars. Yeah. You kind of start to go, "Well, wait a minute. Like their stories are kind of told." Yeah. Uh there there's completion of these stories and um uh, that's where where I think that question, Devin, I think that really is an important one to ask in, in those situations. But with like a, a character like Boba Fett, a character yeah. like Ahsoka, I, I'm okay. I'm like, yeah, like bring it on, show, show more. Like let's let's tell the story. And I, I actually personally want to know more about Boba Fett and what makes him tick. Mm. I you know we saw what what he was like in the Clone Wars as a kid, um, and just like how he entered into that bounty hunter world, what he was like, how he wanted vengeance on, on Mace Windu. Yeah. Um, and kind of what was driving him. And so those were interesting things, but we don't know where he's at now. Like, how does he feel about falling into the Sarlacc? You know, how does he feel about (laughs) Cobb Vanth wearing his armor for who knows how long? The visual that I had was like Boba Fett sitting on a couch next to Oprah and her asking that question, like (laughs) your thoughts on falling into Sarlacc. Wasted. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's 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 there's so much there. So um, I'm really excited about that. I'm excited where it's going. Um, I think there's some big surprises ahead for us. But if this was the first episode, damn! Like, what Mm. is this season going to be like? I just felt I just felt this infusion of like Star Wars going into my veins as I finished the episode. (laughs) I was like, oh, this is what it feels like to love Star Wars. You know, I'm alive. <laughs> well, so, so I I really enjoyed that. Let, let me ask you this though, because you touched yeah. on this when you talked about that the story writing is in good hands and stuff. And you know, one of the things with streaming services, it, it often allows us to go back and and watch uh, series that you know we saw maybe growing up or during college years or whatever. And and sometimes when we go back and we watch like that first season of something that we loved, and we're just like. Mm. Oh, this is crap. And usually like, you know, it it could be a couple episodes. It could be even a couple seasons before something finds its footing. Do you feel that like the Mandalorian has found its footing that like it's, it is clear what we're going to get that they're not trying to figure out what are we about? Who, Mm. who, who are the stars and how is our dialogue formed around them? Do you feel like, Oh no, even chapter nine, maybe even before we, we have our footing, we're going forward. I, I almost 
I might there might be the listeners might come after me with torches <laughs> and pitchforks here, but you know what it makes me kind of feel, um, and I mean this in the best way, is the Mandalorian isn't trying to do something insanely epic like the films. Mm. It's telling this. It, so to answer your question, yes, I think they found their footing. I think they know who they are, and, yeah. And yeah. I think what I think people are either going to have to say, okay, I'm coming along for that ride, mm. or no, this isn't for me, because they kind of know what they are. And, yeah. and and we ran into this a little bit in the first season where, like the Tatooine episode last season, a lot of people panned that one. They didn't like it. Yeah. I, I didn't mind it at all. But we see how that kind of connects to this, this season, yeah. um, just because of the relationships and the setting, obviously, of Tatooine. But... There is these kind of self-contained moments. The characters will show up again, sure, but they're they're smaller stories. They're self-contained. They're I don't mean simple in a bad way, but there's yeah. there's this much more a focus on just a few characters. It's not this sweeping thing where you're trying mm. to pay attention to a million people. It's like right. This is the focus of this episode. Yeah. These people, and th- I love that. I it reminds me of like. Star Trek, how mm. Star Trek would have episodes where it would be kind of self-contained. Yeah. Um, would there be some episodes that would like, you know, can be a part one, part two? Sure. It's like Next Generation had that all the time. Right. But like, it reminds me of that feeling where mm. they're not trying to like impress you with something they're not. Mm. They like, they are, it is a Western in many ways. Yeah. Like it is this gunfighter or you can take kind of the samurai, the lone wolf, the Ronin analogy, you know, mm. just kind of. Um, apart from his Mandalorian people, you know, yeah. on his own, yeah. and, and and I I love those ideas. I love that simplicity. I think they they know who they are. Mm. I think they know where they're going. I think they have a plan. Yeah, sequel trilogy. <laughs> um, and so like I'm I'm really on board because of yeah. those reasons. And it's not it's there's something, and I don't mean this negatively. There's something safe about it being on a streaming service. Mm. I'm not as pissed off as I would be in a movie theater where I buy all the tickets and the popcorn right, and I'm sitting right, there right. and I'm like, like blow me away. Yeah. I'm sitting on my couch with my family. And if it's not good, I'll go take a dump and go watch what's <laughs> on next. Next. You know, I'll just. All right, then. What's, I don't, what's do next? We need to edit that out? I don't even know. I don't even know. My post-production brain just kind of like got blown. <laughs> hit, hit Mark for that one. But like. I truly like I, there is there is the stakes feel less because of the streaming service. Yet at the same time, I personally feel like I'm being given more mm. um, from this series, more mm. than the movies, more than the wow. sequel trilogy. Do yeah. do I like Kylo Ren? Yes, he's one of my favorite characters. But I have been <laughs> very be careful here. I feel like I've been serviced better Whoa. by the Man- Mandalorian Whoa. than I have. Jeremy coming out strong. <laughs> by like maybe that'll hit the algorithm. <laughs> People start listening. <laughs> but, but you know what I mean? I, I really feel like I, I feel that the show has given me dramatic tension. I'm bought I'm I'm bought in. Things make sense to me. I, I kind of I'm curious how it's going to end up. Mm. Um I, I've never had a moment and where I'm like, well, why are they doing that? Or like, why didn't they mention that? You know, they they truly it, it's it just feels feels right. Mm. And I don't have these these crazy expectations yeah. like I would with a film. Yeah. So. 
I, I think that you've nailed it on, on so many fronts. And I think that, uh, and, and I'm on record as saying this, like I'm such a fan of a streaming series, even versus going to some large cinematic event. I, I just think that there are so many more advantages of being able to walk with these characters over mm-hmm. a set of time. And whether that's a couple of episodes, whether that's a few seasons. And, and I just think that, that that's how you fall in love with things, right? Yeah. That's when you yeah. when you really start to find yourself identify with your certain characters or certain aspects of certain characters. And you know, when we went to Star Wars Celebration in Anaheim in 2015, that's when yeah. Star Wars Rebels was just kind of coming out, and I was kind of like, ah, I don't know, it's an animated show for kids. <laughs> and like so many people, I absolutely confess that I I came out blown away and just loving mm. some of those characters and especially yeah. some of the, the storytelling that happened. And they did that because they had an opportunity to kind of let things unfold over several series and seasons. So I'm absolutely yeah. with you on that. Yeah. Um, all right. So l- let me, let me ask you this question then Jeremy, to yeah. kind of wrap up this part of our conversation today. I, I said at the top of the segment that um, I, I typically have, have waited until the end. I like to binge. Um, help me decide. Do I, do I stay true to that or do I just, do I go all in with everybody else on the planet and, and watch it week by week? Are you really going to go back and edit this? Like, I just want to make sure <laughs> because, because I got I'm about to say something that might need you to bleep it. Oh, because <laughs> <laughs> if my students are listening to this, I might, I might run into trouble. What you happened should, to Mr. Scott? Should, <laughs> fuck <laughs> yes. You should go watch it. Go watch it. Go watch the show. We, oh we, we my end gosh. the pod. Okay. Go watch it. You get in the zeitgeist. You're watching it every week. Um, <laughs> crazy man. Yeah, you go watch it right now. Okay. Like it, it'd All be right. fun. You'll be blown away. You'll love the crate dragon stuff. It's it's great. And and just say this to the, the listeners. Wasn't that awesome when they when they found the crate dragon pearl? And for those of you that are like really into it, remember that can like help make a lightsaber. I thought. I'm like Floaty's bringing his A game. I, oh I just loved gosh. it. So, All so right. yes, Devin, do it. I'll I'll give in to the dark side. Yes, victory. <laughs> oh man! Hey, stick around. We'll be back right after this. We're not done yet. What did you say? As long as everybody behaves, this will be quick and painless. Oh man, I don't know if I can handle anymore. I'll be honest, man. I, uh, this this couple months off and being a five year asterisk anniversary. I don't know, man. I've I've, I've dropped more f bombs in the last forty two <laughs> minutes in the last six months. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um. Well, listen. So, as we said at the very top of the show, we are we are so glad to be on this journey with you guys. And whether you are checking us out for the two hundredth and I don't know how many times. Um, or this is one of your first episodes. We're so glad that you, you found us, and we hope that uh, you will continue to join us for Star Wars talk as we go along. Um, with that, you know, Jeremy and I have been talking via text, via uh, smoke signals, via ravens and carrier pigeons, and just trying to find out, quite frankly, like what we feel is sustainable to not only talk about Star Wars, but to continue to give you guys a quality product. And uh, I will also say this, and I, I know Jeremy, you and I talked about this uh, off off air. Yeah. Um, 
not to pull the curtain back too far, but uh, well, well, Jeremy, let me put it this way. You know, as you well know, Jeremy and listeners, if you've been with us for any time, you, you know, Jeremy and I like both to kind of respond with stories versus straightforward answers. So <laughs> in, in 1983, um, one, one of my favorite bands, hell, I'll call them my favorite band, Jeremy sticks. Wow. Um, I, I know, um, they, they broke up and, and that was so traumatizing for me as, as a teenager to, to have your favorite band from the seventies the and, and early eighties, uh, break up over creative differences. <laughs> and they each went, they did their, their little solo, uh, careers and tours and all that stuff. That is some marginal success. But then finally the, the band got back together several years later and, I, I didn't get it at the time. It's like, what? Why would you want to like break up and have other creative differences? Why can't you do that together? And so I, I, I get it now. As as a middle aged dude, I yeah. kind of get it. There's there's all that to say. Like, there's other things that I as an individual and Jeremy as an individual and Jeremy and Devin together um, want to do. And so what's cool? What's cool, Jeremy is USW will continue to have a heartbeat and will continue to um, hang out with our our listeners as, as often as we can and and. We don't even want to throw out a number of episodes per month for you guys, because honestly, a lot of that's probably going to be trying to figure out what our new rhythm's going to be. But I will say that at the very least, the very least, you'll hear from us at least once a month, perhaps more. And what's great about that, though, is, Jeremy, we're going to actually kind of get into some of these things that you and I have been talking about, quite frankly, yeah. for a couple of years. Yeah. yeah. And um, we're going to have some new creative ventures to bring you guys. We hope that you will join us, not just here on the star Wars podcast, but we're expanding to continue out into some other areas. We'll, we'll still be creating content via podcast, but not be star Wars related. We may even dabble a little bit more in tube as well. And um, that's all I personally want to really say about it, Jeremy, but do you want, do you want to kind of follow that up and bring some more insight into that? Yeah. I mean, I think I would just say, you know, we're, we we love everyone that listens. Yeah, I mean, we, we, yeah. I mean, it's so amazing to us, uh, and uh, we are we don't just like Star Wars. I, there's so many passions that we have yeah. outside of of this, and and our hearts are kind of being tugged in different mm. directions, and we're hard at work on some stuff. But but because we have such a wonderful relationship with our our listeners, we will definitely invite everyone on our other journeys as we're, we're going and we, we still intend on talking star Wars. Absolutely. So, you know, the end uh, is, is not here for <laughs> USW. Yeah. And, and I would kind of liken it to this, right. Is that um, we, we've just got, we've got another home and we want to invite you guys over to the house party at the other home. Not to say that we're going to yeah. abandon this home at all, but yep. we love you guys. We hope that um, you enjoy uh, being part of our USW family Certainly you do, or else you wouldn't be here. And, and we hope that you'll come join us um, when we kind of unveil the, the next step. And, um, you know, Jeremy, with with that, I know we're getting closer and closer to the holidays as we're recording this. It's actually Halloween. Um, it, can can we throw out any perspective things? I don't know. Maybe I'll need to edit this out. I don't know. But do, <laughs> we, might, might we have something for our listeners in this new venture um, before the end of the calendar year? Yes. So the new thing that we're working on, we really would love to to be able to release it um, around December. So that that's mm. our our hope. That's what we're working on. It could even come out earlier. It just depends if all the planets align <laughs> and everything works out great. But we are 
the things we're working on, um, one of those things is getting very, very close to happening. Mm. And uh, we will let everyone know about it. And uh, we're very excited. And it's related uh, in many ways to the the original trilogy generation of people. What? So we'll just we'll just leave it leave it that way. Um, leave it like that. Wow. That was a bombshell. I did not expect you to drop that. I may have to edit that out. My goodness. Just beep it. Just oh bleep it. Oh, my goodness. Jeremy Scott, look out. You're on fire. Oh, my goodness. Hey, listeners, listen. Again, I cannot say it enough. I'm going to say it again. You might even get sick of me saying it on this episode, but this journey's been incredible, and that has been because you guys have been with it, with us for, for this journey. Um, you guys have um, made it. Um, so we love talking Star Wars. Otherwise, um, you know, if we didn't interact with you guys uh, through emails or social media or in person or whatever, this thing would have shut down a long time ago. Um, and it's just been so cool to um, be able to call so many of you friends now, to be able to um, <laughs> know your real name, not just your Twitter handle, and um, be able to um, just be so thankful for you guys. We hope, we hope from the bottom of our hearts, you and your family continue to be healthy during this crazy upside down time in history, um, that you guys are thriving despite, um, quite frankly, learning how to do life differently. And uh, you are always on our thoughts, whether or not we were able to put out episodes. We always had you guys in our minds and in our hearts. And we will look forward to continuing to bring you guys not only some unmistakably Star Wars, but uh, some new and exciting stuff as well. So, again, we hope that you will join us for that adventure. With that, hey, we're going to wrap it up. Happy anniversary, Jeremy. Happy anniversary, Devin. I, I wish I had one of those little cardboard things to blow and make that sound, but uh, <laughs> whatever it is, grab your party hat, grab your confetti. It has been a great first five years for you guys, and we'll look forward to getting together with you guys again soon. May the force be with you. Unmistakably Star Wars is a member of the Star Wars Escape Pods Network. Explore more great content and get to know our sister shows at WeAreEscapePods.com and on Twitter at WeAreEscapePods, the Star Wars Escape Pods Network, promoting positivity in fandom. This podcast is a production of Be Heard Studios. To learn more about Be Heard Studios and its shows, as well as opportunities for those looking to begin a podcast, Visit us online at BeHerdStudios.com. BeHerd Studios, creators of diverse listening experiences. Yeah, and we're out. All right. <laughs>